When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. What do you have for us this week, Scott? Well, what do we have? Uh, it's the summer solstice. Ooh. Yes. Wait, is that the beginning of summer or the very middle of summer? The beginning. Okay. It's when the sun moves into Cancer. It's the the beginning of summer for the northern hemisphere. Is that every year when the sun every moves year, into Cancer? Every year. Yes. This is one of those things where I, I'm I'm not really an expert on like that's this sort of conversation, but you know, there's like the summer solstice, the winter solstice, the equinox. The equinox is when like the it's equal. It's the Libra sun moving into Libra, and then the summer solstice is when the sun's moving into Cancer. Well, that would be easier for me to remember with the equinox. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's the big exciting thing. Venus is moving into Gemini. That's that's a big thing. Venus moving into Gemini. Which I feel like we've already been feeling and kind of talking about that Gemini energy in relationships. Totally. totally. Well, because the sun is moving out of Gemini. Mercury is already moving through Gemini. Like Mercury dipped into Gemini, then moved out of Gemini, back into Taurus, and now it's back in Gemini. The sun's been in Gemini. And now Venus is moving into Gemini. So when the sun moves into Cancer, and I'm thinking about the beginning of summer, I actually, I'm trying to see how they correlate because Cancer energy feels is water. Mm-hmm. It's very emotional. Like I would think that moving into summer would be like a fire sign. Well, I think about like this. Okay. When you think about summer, what's the symbol that is represented by cancer. The moon. That's the planet that oh. rules cancer. What's oh, the, the cr- symbol? The crab. And where does the crab live? At the beach. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so it's like beach time, you know? It's heading to the beach. That's summer. That's a summer vibe. It's going that, to the beach. But that's also the cranky little crab energy. Little cry baby. Yeah. But the crab is still hanging at the beach, and that's where people are going. And, you know, by the time you get to the middle of summer, that's Leo, that's fire, that's okay. ruled by the sun. So you get that fire energy and then the end of summer. And of course, this is all for Northern Hemisphere people. So I'm thinking that it's the beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. The cancer energy is like a little bit irritable, a little bit sensitive to the change. Mm-hmm. But then once you, and that's also like healing Maybe our past wounds, our emotional mm-hmm. baggage. But mm-hmm. then if we do the work in cancer season, 
then when we get to the middle of summer, it'll be Leo. That's when we can like fully express ourselves, the courageous, like bold nature of Leo. Yes. So maybe it's a little bit of discomfort. Does that have to do with like the modalities? Like we're moving into new seasons. It's like the... Cardinal is the new season. Fixed is the middle of the season. So does that align with the equinox as well? Yeah. So Cancer is the cardinal because we're going into a new season. Libra's cardinal. That's the equinox. Okay. And then the winter solstice is Capricorn. Okay. Which is also cardinal. And then there's the spring equinox, which is Aries. I like when you're asking about like the modalities and that sort of stuff. And so like continuing with summer... Do you know what the last sign of summer is in the Northern Hemisphere? Virgo. Whoa. Yes. I'm, I'm a Virgo baby, exactly. so I hope I would yeah, know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And so it kind of does like a rises and falls. We start mm-hmm. off with the cancer energy, which is very like emotional yep. and sensitive. And mm-hmm. then we go big with the Leo season. Yep. Yep. And then ending with Virgo, that's like a little more demure energy and like grounded energy at the end of summer. Yeah. I'm thinking about it as like the cancer, it's that water energy. So it's like we're taking this sort of meldable element, water, go with the flow type of thing, that beach energy. Then it rises into the sun of Leo where it's like you're totally shining now. You're comfortable. Cancer is like getting into that comfortable place, getting into that place where you feel secure. And once you feel secure, then Leo comes out and is the total star, you know, is creative. And then Virgo to close out the season is like, how do we take this creative energy and sort of boil it down into something that's real that we can carry with us into the fall? So maybe like the critical nature of Virgo, like analyzing how we have like come out of our shell it's like, and like what to do with that creativity, how to like wrangle it into something. Creating a structure, yeah, that can contain that fire to burn through the fall. I love that. Yeah, so that's summer or winter for the Southern Hemisphere folks. People in the Southern Hemisphere, do they have opposite zodiac? No. So, oh, okay, okay. No. But there's just their season is opposite. Their season is opposite. That's confusing to think about. It is. I guess it's still the mutable, fixed, cardinal energy of the zodiac that's happening regardless. Totally. But it's just backwards from northern hemisphere people. So what day is the... It's the 21st? Is that the middle of the week? 21st is Tuesday. Okay. This is the week of June 20th to the 26th. So it happens on the 21st every year. Right around the 21st is when the sun moves into Cancer. Yeah, that's the beginning of summer. It's the longest day of the year for the Northern Hemisphere. So you want to start us off with Monday? I'm kind of excited to talk more about what happens on Tuesday, but I don't want to... <laughs> we shouldn't skip over Monday? Yeah. Okay. Yes, but before we get to Monday, I want to thank our sponsors for the show. Ross, Annie, Carrie, Kimberly, Stephanie... Catherine, Vincent, Lori K, Lori M, Janine, Haley, and Deborah. Thank you all for supporting our podcast. Thank you so much. Yes. And if you want to support the podcast, if you go to Spotify, you go to the show notes, there's a link there that says support. 
you can sponsor us for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 if you like what you hear and you want to help us dedicate more time to doing what we love, sharing about the planets and stars. Yes. Or you can also buy the basics of astrology. Yes. There is a book. It's mm-hmm. on Amazon. It's a digital download, but we are soon coming out with a printable version. So yes. That should be any any week now. We should be able to order one actually today, but that's like a secret for ourselves. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. And then, or you can get a reading. A reading, yeah. If you want to know how these transits are affecting you directly, because of course what we're talking about here is the energy at large. But what does that mean for you specifically? Should we move into the week, Ingrid? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Monday, June 20th. We're looking at two planets. Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination, transiting through the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins that Mercury rules. Gemini, forming a sextile, which is a supportive alignment with Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion in the cardinal fire sign of Aries. So this is a very powerful, positive aspect that is encouraging you to ask direct questions. The question, what questions are you afraid to ask? This is giving you the motivation to ask those questions so that you can gain a broader perspective of what's going on, but also empower your own sense of self, self self-love, courage, having the courage to speak, to ask, to know that your questions aren't dumb, they're important. If you don't know, ask and demand the answer. I mean, we've been touching on that a little bit. In the past, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. So if we've been thinking about the thing we want to say or beating around the bush in any way, like, this is the the day. And then also thinking about the reverse where maybe somebody is directing their questions at you. Oh, right. Maybe at this point, we are also being curious with that Gemini energy where we are able to accept someone being curious and direct with us. And we're going to be able to be open and direct with them when they ask us the question. We're going to be able to give the answer that they need to hear. Yes, let's let's have the conversation. We need to have the conversation. You you mentioned that this is something we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, and I wanted to bring up that because of the Mercury retrograde, this is one of those aspects that's occurred multiple times. This is the third time since April 27th that Mercury has formed a sextile with Jupiter. So we've been able to practice. So maybe it's been uncomfortable the past two times, but now today is going to be a little bit easier because we've been we've been practicing the art of communication. Exactly. Being direct. Exactly. But this is also a little nuanced, if I can share more. When these two first connected back on April 27th, Jupiter was in Pisces and Mercury was in Taurus. And, and, and I'm explaining it this way because this is sort of the the graduation of like the first lesson. So Jupiter was moving through Pisces, which was expanding our unconscious, our psychological baggage, our guilt, our shame, our regret. So that initial opening of the box is that's uncomfortable. Yes. Then it was it was Mercury and Taurus. So the conscious mind directed towards what you value. 
what you value and you're taking that conscious look at your unconscious and your guilt, your shame, and you're like, I'm not worth anything. I don't deserve that. But if you're showing yourself compassion, then you say, okay, I'm a human being. I, w- I wish I did that differently in the past. I'm not going to continue punishing myself for the rest of my life because if I do, then I, n- I never really have an opportunity to redeem myself. So then on May 19th, by May 19th, Mercury was retrograde in Gemini and Jupiter had just moved into Aries. So this was that, that dumpster fire that we talked about <laughs> when Jupiter and Mars were going to move from Pisces to Aries. We talked about the dumpster fire and we've seen a dumpster fire. Wait, so is this the dumpster fire? Well, it could be. Yeah, that's that's the dumpster fire has been Jupiter and Mars moving through Aries. Okay. Because they were bringing up a lot in the unconscious that we needed to look at within ourselves. And if we didn't do that work, then it gets shoved out into the street and lit, lit on fire. Mm-hmm. And if you look around in the world, it, it seems like there's some dumpster fires occurring. So May 19th was when they connected in these two signs. So that was giving you the courage to ask the question that was maybe lingering within your unconscious and was affecting your self-worth. And now you're being given that second opportunity as Mercury is direct to again ask the question that you want to ask in order to receive the answer that you need. But also, like you were saying, Ingrid, having the courage to answer the question as well that's asked of you. Tuesday, June 21st, the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, begins transit through the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab. Our little beach baby. The beach baby, the goofy sideways walking creature with a hard outer shell and a soft inner core that is very determined to get to where it needs to go in order to continue its family lineage. So this is a time when the sun is moving through cancer, which begins today, June 21st, and continues until July 22nd, where the sun is bringing vitality to your past, your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors. What do you see in your past? What are you experiencing from your past? Is there anything in your past that needs to be revitalized in some way or invigorated in some way? Well, I'm looking at the other alignment and oh, I'm, yes. I'm thinking that, alignment. that that has to do with like achievement, career, money. So maybe the, the some sort of emotional baggage that needs to be healed around your career achievements. Okay, so the second alignment is Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, in Taurus, the sign that Venus rules. And it's in a trine, a supportive aspect with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, retrograde through Capricorn, the cardinal earth sign, symbolized by the goat. Venus is in the fixed earth sign, which it rules. Taurus, symbolized by the bull. So what is your self-worth? How is that reflected in your close personal relationships? What do you need to transform in terms of your personal authority? 
standing up for yourself and saying, this is what I deserve. This is what I need in my close personal relationships. That could be kind of diving into your past with that cancer energy and seeing mm-hmm. what is what is not healed and what made you feel like you are not valued in your relationships. But maybe just seeing where these wounds came from to how we value ourselves in the world and in our relationships. And then what's the other alignment? Well, the Pluto, Pluto, Pluto and Capricorn, which is the death of the old way of doing things in our achievements. So maybe like healing this wound that you might've had to being valued in your relationships will then like present itself in you being able to achieve more because you'll feel like lighter and more confident. And I don't necessarily think that looking at the past means that there has to be a wound there that you're looking at. I think that, you know, the sun moving into cancer is meant to invigorate your roots and look back at, you know, where do you come from? You know, honoring your ancestors, honoring the ones who raised you, uh, anyone that's maybe passed over to the other side or anyone that's still here with you today. You know, really looking at how the people that raised you or your lineage, how they've influenced your values and your self-respect. That's so interesting because when I look back on my family lineage, the first things that really come to mind are like, you know, trauma or maybe like victim mentality where I'm like, oh, I would have done things differently and this is how they affected me in a negative way. Mm -hmm. But there's so much to be said about actually looking back and seeing the gifts that they have given us. Because we all have our challenges, but we also have our gifts. And exactly, really important to acknowledge. And when you're thinking about the transformation part of Pluto, you know, it's like looking and seeing like, okay, where, where did I pick up these values? Was it from my mother, from my father, from my uncle, my cousin? You know, who, who was it? And which was passed down to my mother from my great-grandfather, great-grandmother, and the great-great-grandfather, great-grandmother, all that sort of stuff. But what do I want to transform about that and make it sort of my own? Where maybe I'm taking a piece of what's been passed down and I'm transforming it so that it's more reflective of who I am. The idea of transformation, even in that sphere of just going from like a the sense of maybe lack. I'm like, I don't know if that's probably my own childhood shit coming up here, obviously. <laughs> but like, yeah, yes. I'm like... I always knew I was very loved, even though there was a bunch Mm. of fucked up shit happening. I never doubted that my parents weren't, didn't love me. So I'm like, there's other people that never really felt that. And I feel very grateful for that. Exactly. So it's like your parents, they weren't perfect. Oh my God. Like, I mean, whose parents are, but your parents love you very much and you still see them all the time Mm -hmm. and you love them and they annoy you. And, you know, just like parents do, you know, that's, I think that's a normal thing. Like you look at your parents and you're like, or your family and you're like, oh my God, how did I end up in this family? (laughs) Are you sure I'm not adopted? You know, in my case, my parent, my family was saying, how did you end up in our family? It wasn't the other way around. It was, how did you end 
have in our family. We think you were switched at birth. You know, <laughs> that, that, it wasn't how did I end up in this family. They were asking me how I ended up in that's their family. That's too funny. Exactly. So, you know, that's just how it is. To each their own. We're unique individuals, but we carry on what's been passed down to us. And that's part of this cancer energy. So it's important to also remember during this period, if you are in Aries or a Libra, or if you have key astrological points or planets in Aries or Libra. So it's not just the sun. Is your Mercury there, your Venus, your Mars, your Jupiter, your Midheaven, your Ascendant, your Saturn? Are they in Aries or Libra? If you don't know, you can contact me for a reading. We can get deeper into it. But if you do know, then be forewarned that during this period with the sun moving through cancer, and I, I invite you to think back in your life between June 21st and July 22nd, have there been bumps in the road during this period? Because cancer is cardinal water, Aries is cardinal fire, Libra, cardinal air. So they're all cardinal. They make strong alignments with each other. But fire boils water, water extinguishes fire, and water and air don't mix. So that's the stress. Yeah, that's the stress. So, you know, if you're somebody who has Mars in Aries, whenever the sun comes around and squares that Mars, there could be volatility or conflicts that are occurring for you during this period. Something to be mindful of. Moving on to Wednesday, June 22nd, Venus moves out of its home of Taurus and into Gemini. The mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, the sign of duality. Venus, the planet of relationships, the planet of the senses, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, in the curious sign, the most curious sign. So if you're in a relationship right now, especially a romantic relationship, what can you do to keep things spontaneous during this period between June 22nd to July 17th? That's when Venus is transiting through Gemini. What can you do to spice things up? What would you like to learn about your partner? What new experience would you like to have with your partner? Or if you're somebody who's single, how many different people can you date during <laughs> this period? Seriously, it's like go out and try all the different flavors of the ice cream. That's Gemini. And you might feel like, oh my God, I met this person. They're amazing. But then... A day later, you're like, oh, I met this other person. Now they're my favorite person. And, and then two days later, you're like, no, I want to go back to the first person. It, it, there's a lot of changing of minds. It can be Relationships can kind of be unstable during this period. I mean, Gemini is really like light. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe keeping it light, just kind of like exploring your options and not worrying about which one is the best one. Maybe you just try them all and then there'll be another alignment later in the week where you'll feel like more introspective and you'll be able to decide what might work for you and what might not work for you and not make anything mean too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's like Gemini comes before cancer. So Gemini is meant to to embrace that curiosity. And like you said, try it, try it all. 
like go to the ice cream shop and and you know how you get those like little, little spoons, little samples. Like that's what this Gemini is about. There's nothing serious in relationships. So maybe you don't like go have sex with twenty people, but just no. Go on yeah. 20 I'm not saying days. go and ha- <laughs> yeah, go and fuck. <laughs> See if you can fuck somebody every day from June twenty second to July seventeenth. Every single day, a different person. No, that's not what I'm saying, Ingrid. And well, I'm just saying that, like that light energy. Like I feel like some people have an idea of like how dates go, but it's like, yeah, the the new the new spark of curiosity and yeah, just yeah, discovering new people. And I mean, I guess that can even be just like friendships. Also, like exactly, make new friends. It's the beginning of summertime. Mm-hmm. Keep it light. Keep it interesting. Be spontaneous. And that's the other thing too. Like when you think about it, like. Maybe you're somebody who has a partner, but you have a friend who's single. You have another friend who's single. You're like, this is a good time to like connect people together, create new relationships. But yeah, I mean, when I'm talking about, I think I said dating and I didn't mean, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that means something different for everybody. I guess so. And so to each their own, if that's your thing and you want to have sex with a different person every day, then I'm not going to judge you. Uh, Gemini is about curiosity. It's about embracing your curiosity, but keeping it light, keeping it spontaneous. When Venus moves into Cancer, then we can get mushy with the emotions of the relationship. And that's, that's what happens when Venus moves into Cancer. But right now, it's keeping it light, keeping it fun. And I should say the last time that Venus was in Gemini was May 8th to June 2nd of 2021 so think back to those dates for clues on what was occurring in your close personal relationships during that period now gemini is a mutable air sign which means those of you with key astrological points or planets in the mutable earth sign of virgo or the mutable water sign of pisces there could be bumps in the road with your close personal relationships. So when you hit those bumps, you don't have to freak out and overreact. Just know that, okay, something is is being shown to me here. Maybe I need to lighten up in some way. Uh, if you're if you're that Pisces energy, or if you're that Virgo energy, you know, it's like Pisces energy. It's like it's so heavy. It's like it feels so much. And Gemini is like, no, we're just having a surface conversation here. I'm not telling you all of my my drama and trauma here, you know, and that Virgo energy, which is, no, we're not done yet. We got to keep perfecting. Well, Gemini is just wanting to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So keep it light with Venus in Gemini. Thursday, June 23rd, the sun in Cancer forming a supportive aspect with the moon the planet of emotions the first time we're mentioning the moon today the moon is transiting through taurus so this is going to form a sextile it's like a a crescent moon if you look outside you're going to see that crescent moon this is a very supportive soothing alignment the moon is exalted in taurus it's in a position of power And the moon is the planetary ruler of Cancer, where the sun is. So this is a really nice alignment that allows you to really center yourself in the home, maybe with family, loved ones. This is one of Ingrid's favorite things, good food. You know, all of those sort of 
embracing the five physical senses and the comfort that comes with those physical senses that, that soothe your soothes your emotions. What what is going to soothe your emotions? How can you soothe your emotions during this period? Comfort, home, food. Yeah, I mean, this seems just like a nice time to hibernate. I've been really feeling that kind of hibernate energy. Even though it's like coming into summer, it's like also, what can you do in your home, in your space that's going to make you feel good? Maybe it's decorating or buying a couple of nice things for your space. Because especially that that's where you sleep. That's where you feed yourself. That's where you like, like your hub. So yeah, maybe doing something in your space that feels really nice. So like doing a bath or the candles or the food, like in your house where you're supposed to be nurturing yourself. Yes. It can be also very healing energy to just take care of yourself during this time. And that's what these two planets and these two signs are all about. It's about home. It's about nurturing. It's about caring for yourself. It's about enjoying what the material world has to offer. You are a living, breathing soul. So Mm. how can you take care of your living, breathing soul? Sometimes it gets really hard. Yeah. So this is like a nice reminder. Like the <laughs> other day I was feeling really burnt out, but I was just like, okay, I got home from work. I worked a really long shift and I got home. I made a bath. I could have easily just taken like a five minute shower, but instead I made a bath. I went and got like, like one of my favorite glasses and I put sparkling water and I put like fresh squeezed orange in it. And I went and got my computer and I put it on the, instead of sitting on my phone, I was like, okay, I'm going to put my computer here and I'll watch a show, drink my fucking sparkly (laughs) orange, whatever. And like, just feel nurtured and nourished and like make my bed and just feel good in my space. And then I had like leftovers I had made the day before I had like meatloaf, mashed potatoes. Mm. It just felt really. Yeah. Very nourishing. Yeah. Grounding food. And that was, was that last night? Was it? Yeah, that was last night. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) And I was like exhausted. So Mm. even though I was so tired yesterday, like I woke up feeling alive because I put something into myself. I like let myself rest and like nourished myself in my space. Like we can also leave the house to go do these things. But sometimes it's really nice to just be in your own little bubble. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because last night the moon was transiting through your fourth house, the house of home. So it makes total sense. Yes. Okay, Friday, June 24th. Totally different energy here. The moon is now continued through Taurus and it forms a conjunction. It's at the same degree in the same sign as Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. So now something is being shook in terms of your your values, your sense of security, perhaps. So maybe Thursday was kind of a smoother feeling. Today is a bit of a disruption. Well, that's also just a reminder to follow the rhythm of the planets, because Mm -hmm. if you didn't nurture yourself yesterday, coming into today with like a frantic energy and not feeling nourished is going to be amplified with this like bit of chaotic. Totally. Totally. Uh, absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. That's right on point, Ingrid. Yeah. That's, that's riding the planetary waves, working with the energy. It's like you have a day to sort of ground yourself in comfort and really appreciate what you value. 
so that when Friday comes and you get shaken out of your shoes a bit in terms of what you value and your self-worth, you can reach back and ground into yesterday and what you were feeling then to claim your independence. That's what this is about, claiming your independence, establishing your independence in terms of your self-worth. If you didn't do that on Thursday, then it might be harder to do it on Friday. Or maybe you can kind of repeat some of those same little rituals you were doing for yourself last night. You're mm. like, oh, no, I'm feeling out of sorts. This is uncomfortable. Yes. You know what? Maybe I'm going to do that bath again. Maybe I'm going to eat a nice meal at home again. Absolutely. That made me feel good. Absolutely. Because the moon is still in Taurus. The moon is exalted in Taurus. It's connecting your emotions to the material, to that food, that comfort, the clothes that you wear, the furniture that you sit in, all of those sorts of things. Saturday, June 25th, we're looking at the moon again, yet again, transiting through Taurus still, forming a trine, a supportive aspect with Pluto, retrograde in Capricorn again. So again, we're talking about Pluto and Capricorn transforming how we relate to the authority, how we relate to ourselves as an authority, and going back to that that energy that we were talking about on Tuesday. Remember when we were talking about Venus in Taurus and transforming our values or transforming our relationship to authority to reflect our values? Now we're being given another hit of that same frequency that's going to touch our emotions. Well, even yesterday, it's like, okay, well, we're feeling some sort of discomfort and chaos happening. That was maybe the little like earthquake to shake things up. And then today you're like, okay, shit has to change. Mm -hmm. That was like a little push that we needed to make some sort of a change in our life so we can actually feel fulfilled emotionally in our material world. So do things a little bit differently. Yes, that's it. hundred percent. Thank you, Ingrid. And it's all building up to this, to Sunday, June 26th, when the moon transits into Gemini and forms a conjunction with Venus. So this is what I love about astrology, how one alignment leads to the next. We talked about Gemini and curiosity, sharing, connecting, listening, learning. In order to have something to share, in order to have something to learn and to build upon, you need to be clear about what it is you value and your self-worth. So that's been the work in the three previous days with the moon moving through Taurus is grounding into your self-worth and what you value. And now that you're clear about that, now you can learn from other people. What do you value? What are you into? This is what I'm into. Asking those questions, having that conversation. What friends can you connect to? And what friends can you connect to each other that don't know each other? And sit down and have that conversation about values. Yeah, it seems like a very like social day to mm -hmm. communicate about your emotions without exactly. it getting uncomfortable or being too heavy. Keeping it light, that Gemini energy. That's it. Maybe after hibernating those couple of days, you found out some stuff about yourself and then you want to share it with the people that you're in your community. Yes, yes, but also learn how they're experiencing the energy as well. So everyone kind of sharing what they've learned over the last few days. Exactly. That's what we want. We want questions asked by everyone 
and everybody giving having an opportunity to answer those questions. I mean, it's so funny. So often someone is sharing their story and their own issues and problems they're going with. And through you seeing them work out their own issue and sharing their insight, you're just like, oh my God, I can apply that to my life. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought to do it that way. Maybe that's how you would have dealt with it. And then maybe that's that answer of how to transform doing things differently is maybe getting some insight on how other people deal with their issues. I get a, I, I, I get a lot of that in my classes, which is fun, where you hear one person talk about their experience and then someone else say, oh my God, that's exactly what... <laughs> exactly what I yes, needed to hear. Exactly, yes. So I hope it's a, a smooth and a comfortable week for everyone. And... And I do have a question oh, yeah, before we finish yes, up. Yes, let's get to the question of the week. I have Kraku. Thanks for the amazing podcast. They would like to know. You're welcome. They want to know what transits would you focus on if you're planning out your month astrologically? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I would say all of them. But, but, you know, there's, uh, you know, here's the thing. Planning out your month astrologically. Now, there's certain planets that aren't really going to move much during a month, like Pluto, Neptune, Uranus. They move super slow. They move slow. Chiron, even Saturn right now with the retrograde happening and everything, it's moving slow. Uh, so you really want to look at the personal planets, and those are going to be the ones that move quicker, like the moon, the sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, it, and and it depends on on what you're planning out. You know, if you're planning, if you're trying to plan out the month in terms of like work, or relationships, or just in general, it's it's different. You're gonna look at different planets for each one. So I would be looking at what planets are moving through the tenth house, or what planets are connecting to Saturn. But it, just to keep it as simple as possible, I'll say just look at the sun. Because the sun is the energizer. That is lighting up something within you. What planets are the sun going to connect with in my astrological code? Because if the sun is connecting to my Venus throughout the month or at various times during the month, then that indicates that there's going to be some sort of energy with regards to my relationships. If the sun is aspecting Mars, then that's giving me an opportunity to drive ahead towards whatever it is I'm working on or face any conflicts that may be occurring for me. If the sun is connecting to Mercury, that could be a time to send a message or sign a document. So the sun is really the key planet if I'm looking at one planet, I'm going to say it's the sun. I want to know where the sun is and what that's connecting to because it's going to it's going to light up whatever's going on in my chart. And of course, if you want to know, contact me for a reading and we'll get deep into that, into the transits and what's happening and all the different themes. I look at it as like themes each month. What's the theme that's occurring in my life? Multiple themes. Well, also you have your moon classes and mm -hmm. that one's all based around the moon, but there's a little more one-on-one -on -one time. So setting intentions throughout the month for all these themes, you do that there almost one-on-one. -on -one. It's like one-on-eight, yeah. is it? 
eight so. eight to ten. I've I've kind of extended it a little bit, so there might be ten in the class now. But still, so. you really get um, an intentional view of how to follow the moon specifically. So maybe you start with a moon class, and you kind of get the rhythm for it. And Scott can teach you how to follow the the houses and the whole chart. Exactly, exactly. My whole purpose is to help you become at least conversational in the language of astrology, if not fluent in the language of astrology, so that you can be your own astrologer, where you're waking up each day, looking at the planets, or planning out your month, planning out your week, and you don't have to obsess about it. It's just having an awareness, because people are like, don't you freak out? Like, different things are happening. And like, I mean, we talk about it here once a week, it gives me a general of idea of when I'm having issues or mm-hmm. when I'm feeling inspired or maybe like a day to plan out, but I don't do every single day, minute by minute, what is <laughs> happening in the planets. It's like, I forget all the time, but just keeping up and continuing the conversation and setting intentions on a regular basis is going to create a shift in your life. Totally. It doesn't have to be so dramatic and, and like structured. No. I mean, you get caught up in life, so you don't really, I, I don't know. I don't have time to, I mean, I, I do know where the planets are every day and where and I know my own chart like the back of my hand but I'm not obsessing about it. But also like the more you know the more you can just set it's just a general intention, intention like oh you know yeah. today communication might be difficult so I'm going to be a little more patient. Yes. And that can just be it is just having the intention to have more patience with the people you're in relationships with. Maybe that's the whole plan for the day. Yes, exactly. Yeah, what's my intention for the day? What's the theme of the day? Mhm. Absolutely. It's a nice little pocket map guide. I mean, mean also you can sign up for the newsletter. There is everything we talk about in the podcast there laid out day by day. So if you want a little bit of a roadmap, maybe it's not personally specific to your chart, but in general, that's what's going to be happening for everybody, really. And and if but if you know your chart, then you're going to see which these where these alignments are actually happening, what house they're in, what planets they're connecting to in your chart. Like this alignment between the moon and Venus at three degrees in Gemini. Like what's near to three degrees in your chart? Amazing. Yeah. What What is there? Maybe these two are connecting. I mean, they are connecting if it's a fire sign, an air sign, or a mutable sign. So that's going to give you a deeper understanding of how this alignment is affecting you directly. Well, thank you very much, Scott. You're welcome, Ingrid. I look forward to seeing you next week. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.